Welcome to the Habits of Success podcast, where we talk about different habits and how you can use them to change your life. My name is Ian Warner, and I'm your host. And today we're going to be talking about the five dangerous social media habits. Now, I think this one is important, very timely to dive into um, because I, I just came off of watching uh, Netflix released a documentary called The Social Dilemma. And basically, they bring in former employees of you know Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, people who have written books, professors who have studied this, just the effects of social media. And I would say this, as a as someone who's developed an app, most of this stuff I knew, uh, there was the one thing that really did catch me off guard was how social media has made people so polarized. Like I knew it, but I just never had thought about the extent and to which it's happening and what it was making people like question in their head. But I, I wanted to go through this because one, I think this is so important. Um, I think how people use social media makes a huge difference in how you succeed. And the, you, you seem we have this huge shift towards like influencers, right? And the, the, the problem is with it is like, there's like a whole generation of kids that that's all they want to do. Like the, the whole, the cream of the crop for them it's just being an influencer. It's like the, as, as if like influencers are like the richest people in the world. And it, it's so crazy because so much, uh, I don't even know what the word is, like so much emphasis is being put into status, like being known, being famous. Like people, so, many people, so many people would rather be famous than actually have like an impact. So I, I think just going through these um, is just going to be really important and just really helpful. But also for I'll say for myself, I've been on a, a pretty good journey of being not being on social media. So typically my social handle on Instagram and Twitter is Ian Warner, Ian Warner 310. But I haven't been on. I, I deleted my I, I deactivated both of them. And uh, there's a variety of reasons. Like one, I just feel like. Like now when I'm on social media, if I spend 20 minutes on social media, let's say, that's 20 minutes I could have been spending with my kids, you know? So I started thinking about that a lot more and I'll, I'll get into that a little bit more when I talk about some of these points. Uh, but I also realized that um, my life's actually just better when I'm not on it for, for a variety of reasons. And um, there's one entrepreneur I work for in Austin um, and it was amazing. Like I, I was working for this guy and he would literally call me to ask me how to use like he would have he had a Facebook account but it was like a fake profile basically like it wasn't really like his his life like he's pretty like this guy's pretty like pretty much a ghost but he would call me to be like oh man like how do you do this like really simple thing on Facebook and I realized like wow this guy has millions and millions of dollars and he literally cannot even figure out how to use Facebook and what it showed me was just so much of our generation is feels like you cannot do anything successful without being on social media and that's just not true. And, I, and I've met person after person who don't have any social media and yet they're killing the game. So so my, my first point that I wanted to dig into was just pretty simple stuff. Like it's a distraction from your work. Like you get into the habit of checking social media constantly because you want to see what's going on. You're always, you always constantly have this fear of like that you're missing out on something and uh, it's addicting to want to you know, refresh that feed, refresh that, re refresh that feed and see what's new. And 
in, in the social dilemma they even talk about how it's like compared to slot machines like I had heard that before that's like every single time you refresh it's like oh what's a new one what am I what am I gonna see now what's it gonna give me what's it gonna give me right and um, that is designed in that way to be addicting and it's not and it's even addicting for the people who even made it that way even which is a, a scary thing uh, the second thing is fake value and vanity and um, in, in business I'd always heard this thing called vanity metrics and what that is is when you have a social media account that is has a lot of followers, but it's not is it but it's not really doing anything. So I'll give you an example. I recently started over the Habit Stacker account. So we used to have fifteen thousand followers, and I said I, I went from scratch. I said you know what we're scratching it. We're starting it all over again. The way I had fifteen thousand followers on a previous business I had built the Instagram up for. I had that Instagram. When I started Habit Stacker, it was a very different business. I was just like, ah, I'll just change the name of this account. And the problem is, is that the, all the people who followed it didn't necessarily care about what I was doing with the Habit Stacker. So it, they were still following it, but they weren't engaging. And you know how it works. It's all about the algorithm and what gets the most engagement. So I wasn't getting a lot of engagement on the account. So I said, you know what? Screw this. I was gonna start the account over because having fifteen thousand followers wasn't it was a vanity metric. It wasn't it didn't mean anything, and it's fake value. And so what what would happen is a lot of people, new people, would see the account and be like, "Oh my gosh, you have all these followers," and it mattered so much to them. But it was just vanity. It didn't matter. And on top of that, a lot of that wasn't even translating or didn't matter. Like this podcast does way more for getting people to to go to course.thehabitstacker.com and jump into the course this does it way more and produces way more course purchases than um, than social media ever has so my my like my, my, my point is is like and this isn't true for everybody like some people do very well on social media most of their business comes from social media that's fantastic but you have to really know where the value is coming from but then the other part on the fake value is like actually putting your self-esteem inside of social media and feeling like what when you post stuff when people like it and they comment on it and all that stuff and they engage with it like your value goes up and you feel really it builds your self-esteem and you feel good about yourself but then when you don't get a lot of likes or if someone comments something negative, like it really actually hurts your self-esteem and brings you down. And it, yeah, it's just, it's it's not a, a, a good or healthy way to always uh, be judged or to, to value yourself. And if you don't see it in the correct light, um, it can be very damaging. The third one is using social media as a pacifier. Like, oh, and <laughs> this, is, this is an interesting one because I have three kids i have a three-year-old who does not use the pacifier anymore i have a two-year-old that uses a pacifier that we're trying to get off of it but she, she's not exactly there yet and then we have a baby that still uses the pacifier and will for a while so the one thing i learned taking the pacifier away from the old from our oldest child is that they literally rely on this thing for coping with stress so for them when something happens that makes them cry or they they they're frustrated by something. The, the automatic response is give me the passy because that's how they soothe themselves. And the same thing is what adults are doing with their phones and social media. It's like you're sitting there and you're bored or you're in a stressful social situation. What do you do to get out of it? Oh my gosh, give me my phone. And it like soothes you. It's like, ah. And like the same response that like you can see a kid like that's like yearning for their passy and you get it to them. And it's just like, oh, you can just see them like it's like they got that drug, right? 
and it's the same thing with social media. It's like, oh my gosh, where's my passy? Where's my passy? Ah, uh, there it is. And you can see it start to soothe people. Like, it is a tool people are using in such an incorrect way that it's like, it's you, it's 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 helping to soothe your boredom. It's helping to soothe you from things it was never meant to soothe. And I think at times it can be all right, but I think as you start to rely on that too much, and what happens when, like I've had that happen where my kid is looking for the passive, we have no idea where it is. We can't find it. Like we're looking all over the house for it and we can't find it. Then what do you do when, when you're in that situation and you're so used to the phone saving you and it, and it can't save you in that moment, then what do you do? Uh, the fourth one is opportunity costs. Um, so again, a opportunity costs, if you don't know what they are, is simply anything else you could be doing. So right now I'm doing this podcast. I could be doing a million other things. I could be sleeping. I could be eating. I could be working out. I could be checking email. I could be running Facebook ads. Like, you know what I mean? Like there's a gazillion things that you could do with your time. So the key is figuring out what the most optimal way to use your time is. When it comes to social media, very few people think about the opportunity cost of it. By being on it, a lot of people make the excuse, well, it's doing like these things for me. And it, and it could be. Like there's a lot of advantages of social media, like getting connected to people. I'm not here to just completely bash it, but just make just to help people be more aware and think about it more. But it's like the opportunity cost of your, like especially when you have like a dream that you're trying to go after. There is a huge opportunity cost because by being on Pinterest, if you spend an hour a day on all your social networks, and that's like on the low end, like most people spend more than that. If you're spending that much time, what else could you have done with that hour, two hours, three hours that you're spending on there? When you look at the end of the week and you see, oh, wow, like I spent three hours on Instagram. It's like, well, what else could you have done with that time? If, if you look at it and you say, no, like that was the best way I could have spent my time to get towards what I want to do with my life. Then by all means, social media is great for you. Keep going. But if you look at that and you're like, well, you know what? That could have been time I could have been working on my podcast. You know what? Uh, that's time I probably could have been working on my blog Man you know what That's time I could have been Actually just creating content Making new music or, or whatever it is that you do Then you have to actually look at that seriously And say okay How can I use this to my advantage Instead of allowing it to use me And then the last one Is like what really creates the polar polarization Number five On the dangerous social media habits Is Sticking only to what the feed constantly shows you because it polarizes you. And this is what I was saying was what I, I really figured out in the social dilemma. It's like when I think about my YouTube usage, right? My YouTube loves just showing me more and more and more and more and more of what I, I like. And it's like, well, it shows me what other people might like. If I watch a channel, it will show me other channels that other people watch that first channel watch. And what happens is. After a while of doing it, you start seeing in your head, well, I have all this information, like, and I'm, like, I don't get how other people are seeing this information and not seeing things the same way as me. But what's the problem is, is that it's, they're not actually getting all the information because everyone's feed is customized, right? Everyone's getting their own set of, of videos. Everyone's getting their own, and this is really applies for Instagram and, and Facebook as well and Twitter. Like, everyone's getting their own set of stuff. They're following and subscribing to things that they like and then they're just seeing more and more of that and it's like it's polarized because people aren't really getting stuff in the middle or get, or seeing both perspectives it's just like everything I see is either over here or everything I see is either over there and um, 
it's harder to be balanced. It's harder to really be able to think about things objectively. And then on top of that too, it's like, you know, so much of stuff is not even real and people can just really put out anything. There's a lot of fear mongering, all these things combined. It's just, it's not that it's, it's always going to be bad, but like you have to be able to discern and really look at something and be like, ah, is that right? Like, is this true? And like, understand like, what is people, what are people's goals sometimes? And when you think about social media as a, as an entity, their goals often are very different from your goals. And when you remember that, you, you have to go into it knowing that there's a conflict here, that you are trying to accomplish certain things and it's trying to get you to spend as much time on there as possible. Like that's their main metric. How like YouTube wants you watching as, men, as much time on there as possible. They want you just to keep watching videos and videos and videos so that they can make more money on ads. That's simply what it is. So when you look at all these things, it's not that, again, you have to make your own decisions on social media and what's best for you. There's a time when I really do plan to hit social media really hard. It's just not right now for me because there's other things that need to be done first. But again, just to review, number one, it's getting distracted from your work. Number two is fake value and vanity metrics. Number three is using social media as a pacifier. Number four is not understanding opportunity costs. And number five is only viewing things that you like. Those are the five dangerous social media habits. If you got any value from this podcast, please make sure you leave a review. And also, if you want to check out my book, go to allergic.thehabitstacker.com. That's allergic.thehabitstacker.com. My book is called Allergic to Average, and it's simply going to tell my story and how I really found out I was allergic to peanuts when I was a senior in high school and how that related towards also realizing that I'm allergic to average. I don't want to live an average life. I don't want to do things. And and no kid ever wakes up and says, ah, oh, you know what, mom? I just want to be average. I just want to do everything at a mediocre level. Nobody does that. There's a part in you that wants to find what your gift is and wants to go on and be great. And that's what we need to be spending our time doing. Um, so make sure you jump in and do that. Allergic.thehabitstacker.com and it'll bring you right to it. And you can jump in and go ahead and do that. Y'all be blessed. Thanks for listening. Have a great day.